So welcome to a new episode of The Raw Take by Growth Lab, a leader in the finance as a service ecosystem. And here on The Raw Take, we share how we help our customers address their current challenges, their risks, and opportunities to drive value. And this is hosted by me, Dan Gertrudes. And me, Stephen Byler. Our goal each week on The Raw Take is to leverage our experience, our journey, to help you scale your business. Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Raw Take for CEOs. Today is February 3rd. I always say actually, like, if you're going to start a business, spend the first six months before you actually start that business building out content. Because what you're going to realize is it is the most cost-effective type of marketing, especially for inbound, right? It's a mm -hmm. lot cheaper for you those six months as you're like noodling on your business, thinking about the business. Oh, totally. Start creating content. Put, and that will actually probably help you build out your business plan. Although we'd never want to see 20-page business plans anymore. You know, the other thing, Dan, that I've been thinking about is as we as we look at like privacy and, and uh, Google, uh, you know, taking away the pixels and all this stuff that, that we might not be able to do, like third-party cookies in like two years, this content that you create is going to survive that, right? Because people are still going to search for that. You're not look. You're not paying for keywords. You're not paying for SEO, right? This is content that's going to like that continue to deliver with for you, right? And this is, episode is not about marketing. No, it's not. But it's not about you inbound. Got, you got me. Uh, got me thinking about that one. But it's important to know the big why here. And when you try to like do too many things with one with one effort at one time, you end up like maybe not doing it to your best of ability. And anyone who actually creates content, whether it's podcasts, video streaming, going live, blogs, you realize like this shit's a lot of work. <laughs> and we have Allison who actually does all the editing here. Thank you, Allison. Allison is our inbound marketing manager. Big promotion for Allison this week. She's been with us for a little over two years, started as an intern. And then, of course, Allison has Sophie. And Sophie is also our digital marketing analyst. Besides the two of them, we also have Emlyn, who's our data guru for the entire company, but actually started here in marketing, doing data analytics for us. Because at the end of the day, this content that we create costs money and takes a lot of effort. And we want to make sure, like, we're putting our time and effort in the right direction to essentially what? Achieve, maximize an ROI. Yeah. And that is to get you the information so that you keep interested in hearing what we have to say so that when you think about a need that we can fulfill, you know, you think of us. Yeah, this is fun. It, to put it plain and simple. But we do put a lot of time into these, these podcasts and, you know, the beauty of modern uh, uh, marketing activities is you can measure this. You can get a lot of data and analytics out of what's working, what's not working. And, you know, the podcast is working, but as we look at, uh, you know, the different topics, the different themes, different ways we put this together, um, you know, there is opportunity for us to focus on the live stream, to focus on the podcast and to focus on other videos. Yeah. And although this is a lot of fun, I, I actually enjoy this because it's, way to talk to many, right? 
It's one to many. And that is like the underlying big why for inbound marketing. The days of closing deals, uh, one-to-one, breaking bread, going to networking events, like even networking events is a one-to-many, but it takes a big chunk out of your day. And of course, it's usually in the evening. So I enjoy doing this. We love doing this. It gives us an opportunity to talk to all of our customers, gives us an opportunity to talk to prospects. So the market begins to understand like the characters, the company culture, but it does take a lot of work. And so we are changing things around a little bit. We are going to shorten up these podcasts. We do believe that podcasts uh, still need to be relevant and relative. They need to be entertaining and they need to be informative. And then there's going to be another section of podcasts that we are going to be introducing. And it's going to be around a specific theme, a topic, where we will curate one to three or maybe one to ten episodes in a series. Yeah. And those are going to be more focused on things like fundraising for startups, best practices around small business accounting. Uh, what is a valuation cap? One of our one of our like heaviest traffic uh, read blogs is what's a valuation cap? Uh, there is a need here. Uh, we love sharing our information. And of course, the other big thing we did in the last few months is the FAS evolution, which is a focus around the accounting world, virtual CFOs, bookkeeping, and the need that small businesses, medium-sized businesses and startups have for this type of service and how we can help the CPA world, the entire accounting industry, having thought leaders from our own industry, even our competitors uh, joining us on that podcast. Why? Because we think we think there's a lot to share here. So with that, let's transition over to the new format for this podcast. So yeah, we'll be we'll be changing up here next uh, over the few weeks. If you what tell us what you like, what you don't like, but what we're doing today is we're going to just give you our, our raw take on some of the observations from our own business, from our customers' businesses uh, that we've seen over the last few weeks. Um, so let's 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 jump right in. I mean, one of the ones that that I've seen in the last uh, the over the last year and a half, the VC world has been cranking right uh, globally. Venture capital has hit milestones in in the last year and a half, two years annually, uh, more value in deals than we've ever seen, right? And you know that's been alongside a lot of free money on the government side that has funded you know all kinds of businesses. But there's but a lot of dry powder out there. There's a lot of dry powder, so you know venture capital could capitalize on the extra needs, right? And we've seen a lot of companies get funded, um, but you know early on in the pandemic. We thought we've talked about this before. We thought that we'd see a pullback, right? Um, kind of hold on to that dry powder, waiting to see what happens. But it happened for a quarter. But after that, it just it just kept kept going in the uh, you know up into the, up into the right. And I think that we will see a lot. I don't think we'll see as much uh, milestones being hit over the next six twelve months. I think we'll see a pullback in some of the uh, venture money. But um, you know, depending on the business, you know, we're seeing different things with different companies. You know, we've got companies that have been venture funded for four or five, six years. Some of them are, are finding the right VC partners. Some of them are still trying to find the, the right fit. Others are out there like pitching, 
and pitching. I've, as some, some founders, I have not seen pitch harder. And just because of the, I think they've got a great product, they've got a great business, they've got a great team, uh, but it, it, they're finding it challenging to find the right fit for uh, for their uh, their company. So I, I, the the uh, the funding environment that we're seeing right now, I think, is in transition between kind of that uphill, like looking kind of frothy, and I think that we're going to see some uh, some more competition for that capital over the next six months. So when you say it's going to be a long haul, are we talking about valuations, or has money sort of dried up? Is it waiting for something else? What, what's what's? I think valuations have been frothy, but it's not all about valuations. I think it's just going to be. I think that uh, there's going to be less capital being deployed from uh, venture venture firms, venture funds. And so is that going to help with IPOs? I mean, it's, it feels like every time a, a startup IPOs, it does there's like no room for the public markets to make any money. It feels like the money has already been made before, before the average Joe gets to take a bite at that apple. There's more downside than upside. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, think, uh, I think a lot of that is because Valuations have been high, and you have to keep going up and up and up, right? And whatever the dynamics are that have gotten you to this point, you got to maintain them. And I think a lot of startups um, are kind of maybe like at the tail end. Tail end, or they, they've expended all their energy, and you know, the going public is a way to just take the risk off the backs of the of the of, the, of a lot of the funders. I know that's a little maybe cynical, a little bit of raw take. Are you seeing down rounds? No, not yet. Uh, not haven't seen down rounds. Cool. Not on a not on a trending scale. Yeah. So for this week, I have. It's all about the Fed. I think a lot of the some of the dynamics uh, that you're probably seeing in startups, fundraising, what we're seeing in the markets, a pullback in tech stocks. What happens is when you get to the when you get to the top. And that the slope at the top just keeps getting you know higher and higher. There's not a whole lot of room for error. And if as as that slope increases, and you miss traction, you lose traction. Yep. You, you, there's nowhere to go but down. And that is that's what's happening today. And with the realization that the accommodative policies of the Fed, of the government, the taxpayer, those those accommodations are going to get squeezed and they're going to go away. And it doesn't it doesn't bode well for tech stocks, valuations, startups. At some point, like this stuff has to come back down to earth. It wasn't that long ago. The theme of one of the podcasts was a reversion to a mean, right? It's just like what goes up has to come down. And what the speed at which something goes up, like in the pandemic, the speed of of how it went down the opposite direction, what's on the flip side? It's the same speed that goes up, right? It's a it's a you're reverting yeah. back and you throw cash at it, of course it's going to like overshoot it. You go to the moon. Yeah. But, and I think you you've seen some some customers like um I mean, it's an uphill battle to keep keep the growth going, right? But for in terms of the like PPP, ERTC, you know, you've seen the SBA come back and ask 
questions, right? So not only is it an uphill battle to keep the business growing, but you're uh, some some are experiencing an uphill battle just to like prove the free money that they got was put to use correctly. Yeah, the, I, you know the it goes. I I think it has to do with like where a business owner, a founder, a management team, you know, how far back are they looking when they get data? And sometimes, you know, you're waiting two or three months to hit that sort of realization mo uh, moment. I think that's what we're going to be, we're going to see. I mean, we, we've seen it in past sort of compressions where the market is a leading indicator, but there are other things that were of an indicator. Mm -hmm. So, I'm sort of at that point where understand the risk to your business, understand what facets of your business that those real risks could impact. And when shit sometimes hits a brick wall, it stops really quickly. Like it, it doesn't just slow down, right? It, there is that moment in time where everybody comes together and says, oh yeah, the Fed is really going to do this. And oh yeah, for the last two months, like, tech stocks have been pulling back. It's just the headline numbers don't show it. But if you start digging into those, you realize there's been a pull, like the market's been pulling back. Inflation's real. And inflation just doesn't go away overnight. That's going to take months, if not years, to kind of flush out. Yeah, we'll have one great month where it dipped. But the impact is long-lasting. You yep. got to be ready for that. You have to be ready for that. And to boot, it's not just inflation. It's the supply chain continues to be problematic. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, what we're talking about on the, the live feed, Dan, a lot of business owners just have not been in this environment for a long time or, or ever in their in their careers. And it's so the muscle memory of what do we do when this happens, right, is not is not there. And people, even though they're paying attention to the, to the headlines, they're, they don't know what to do about it. Steven, I've been doing this for 10 years. And in those 10 years, you find me one 30-year-old founder that has actually started a company in this new environment. Like, call it the Tom Brady moment, right? It's like most 35-year-olds don't even know an NFL without a Tom Brady. Yeah. It, Right. The guy is 44 years old and he was still playing. He just retired. But that's this is this new paradigm that we're in. And I know maybe I overuse the word paradigm a lot. But let's let's be real. Show me sh like show me venture capitalists. Show me. I bet you 80 percent of venture capitalists have never lived through what we're about to live through. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, one way I, I, I'm thinking about it is like we, we've dealt with a lot of fires, right? And people are used to dealing with fires over the last two years, right? How do we survive, right? But going from that to like, this is not going to be a long slog, uphill battle called a different paradigm uh, of dealing with inflation, dealing with supply chain issues for the next two years. Like, how are, how are you really going to like achieve this, right? Because it's not just about, you know, plug the next hole. It's about you building the business and ensuring of the foundation so that you can continue to grow. And that, that uphill battle is, is hard. Yeah. And I think it's going to be like tried and true management style that's going to get businesses through the next three years. Yeah. Um, businesses 
we talked about this six months ago. I, like, I hate to go back and be like, we didn't have a crystal ball. But you go back six months, what did we say? Stop spending good money on CPCs. Stop just throwing money at Google. Like Google's the one that's making the money. You can't compete with these venture-funded companies, even in our own industry. Like, try to find a keyword that even a company like ours could compete against. Yeah. And we see it. I mean, you go on to SEMrush, I know how much people are spending. Okay, so plus or minus 10%, but I can see it. I had a conversation yesterday with a friend of the firm. She's a competitor. And I turned to her. I said, oh, I noticed that you were spending money on Google AdWords. Why are you doing that? And she's much smaller than us. I said, why are you doing that? Because it was a, a marketing firm was handling it for her. I was like, you're too small to be worrying about that stuff. You've got an amazing industry persona. Yeah, so it's like Leverage content. that. You know, your, your content is your, your persona, right? And that content is going to outlast CPCs. It's going to outlast cookies that, you know, that, that are going to go away in terms of like the ability to drive traffic. So it's my story of the week was the Federal Open Market Committee Statement. Interest rates, bond buying program, these are all headwinds. And we're seeing that trickle into the market, into valuations. We're going to start seeing that, not today, not tomorrow. We're going to start seeing some of this. And my key takeaway here is tried and true management style going forward. Hunker down, get ready for guerrilla warfare. What's your story of the week? Uh, the other thing that I, I want to point out that that hit us and hit some of our customers is uh, in, in insurance, right? Insurance applications are getting tighter, right? Risk is going up and uh, uh, insurance applications are getting tighter. So it's not the story of the week, but just to, to keep a lookout, look out further than you usually do. Usually you're probably just waiting until your agent comes back with the renewal application. Take it a little more strategically, look out further, look out three, six months, what, what, uh, what, what insurance policies are coming due what can you do to, to try and tighten up your own internal policies, procedures, so that you can answer questions differently, have, have a lower risk profile, keep your cost down on that side. And so about 12 months ago, we talked about insurance. We focused on the people side of insurance, uh, where you call it EPLI, right? Mm -hmm. And cyber insurance. We're seeing big jumps in the cyber this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be across across the board, but that one that one in particular because there's just been a lot of a lot more activity, a lot more programs that people can take advantage of. Fishing, you know, it's it's tough. And so, does the average small business owner need cyber? Uh, depends on depends on your risk profile. I you know find a agent a broker that can really help you navigate it. Um, it's it's not my it's not where I say my core competency is I, I lean on our uh, partner to help us understand what uh, is what makes sense you know what is the risk what is the uh, the possibility out there but uh, yeah we did buy a cyber policy because uh, we wanted that layered on top of our general liability on top of other things that we have to make sure that you know we are covered in the chance that something does happen and of course the EPLI insurance premiums continue to go up employment practices liability insurance right like you got you got people working in different like you used to have people in one state now you have people in five states 10 states who knows you, you know, put your own number in there are you compliant in all of those states like 
are you actually reporting hours in all those states? Are you thinking about doing that? Like now that, you know, people are pretty much going to be working from their houses for the next foreseeable future. How have you adjusted your own practices, reporting to payroll, you name it, so that you are feel confident that you are, you know, you're reducing your risk? Yeah, no, that's a good one. My other story of the week is the SBA. I've actually found with a few customers that the SBA has come back almost two years later asking customers, what did you use the PPP money for? I found qu quite interesting, <laughs> to say the least. It, isn't I mean, it too it, friggin' late? <laughs> isn't it too to late? Ask? Isn't it? I mean, on the way in the door, right? There was chaos. We had final draft guidance for like three months uh, that uh, that was happening, right? So there was chaos on the way in, and here's there's chaos on the way out. Like, I had I have to prove to you that I I spent the money that I already got forgiven, that I, I spent it appropriately. Like, I don't I don't ex doubt that there has been a lot of misappropriation of that money, but it's interesting to see the SBA come back and ask for reproof of that. And my second story about the SBA is. It's taking longer and longer to get through. There's technology difficulties. And for those of you who applied for an EIDL, don't be surprised if you have not heard back. There was obviously a huge crunch in the last two or three weeks of December going into the end of that program. If you can't get through the SBA, reach out to your congressman, reach out to your senators, they have liaisons in D.C. that can help you navigate that. And that, my friends, is this week's Raw Take, February 3rd. We'll be talking next week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us here on the Raw Take by Growth Up. We are passionate about the finance as a service space and helping our customers and our industry overcome challenges and take advantage of opportunities. Yeah, that was fun, Steve. Appreciate it. See everyone next week.